Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. It's Dee and, and Jesse. Back at you again. Another week of, of, of crypto headlines. Crazy, crazy crypto week. Am I right, Jesse? Crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah, everything went down. Yep, price wise. We're in the we're in the dumpster again. The dumpster it, fire in crypto, baby. We were just crawling out and then uh life just kicked us back into the dumpster. Yep. There's a silver lining to everything, though. Even with the dumpster fire, you can still stay warm in cold weather. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like that one? God. You call me a professional silver lining finder. Give me the worst possible situation, and I'll find a silver lining. Jesse, go. You die. And I leave all of my assets to future Fergusons so that they may... <laughs> Live a very happy and fruitful life. Next. Give me another one. Um, no, I'm pretty sure that was it. That's all I got. That oh, you, you, have to to wear, you, have to, you have to wear adult diapers. You have to wear adult diapers. All right. Okay, so <laughs> let's think about this. You're a grown human being wearing diapers, which sucks. But the silver lining <laughs> is you don't have to worry about getting poop on your new pants. You get it smeared all over your butt. Hey man, as long as it's not on your pants or if you have a blowout, I guess it leaks out and then you're That's a very <laughs> tough conversation to have at the top of a show about headlines. But ah. the silver lining is cleanup is easier. Next, uh, give I me one more that. and then we'll go into why this show is even a thing. Okay. Um Worst possible thing you could think of. Well, worst or best question mark. Trump doesn't gets matter. Impeached. Give me a scenario. I'm finding the silver Trump, lining. Trump gets impeached. Oh, silver lining. We get our country back. Like, whoa. Yay. Okay. What do you mean? Whoa. Did that take, did that blow you back? I, I just, I don't know. What do you mean? Like we get our country back. I'm not really sure what that means. Oh, for, Oh man, I didn't know we were gonna go into politics. This is gonna become a political show. Uh I think Trump has hijacked the nation with his foolery. And I think that although it exists in the Constitution that no president should have access to their own media, he leverages his social media in order to keep a significant enough portion of the populace in like totally in lockstep with all of his shenanigans that are mostly false. Hmm. So we can't get our country back because it also happens that, um, you know, presidents have a lot more power than they should have because right. Congress has slowly been giving it up over the past four decades, five decades. Mm -hmm. So um, we don't have our country right now. It's just being hijacked and it's, it's, it's fuckery, man. 
if you haven't haven't read the news in a while, you would be shocked at the shit that is happening. So yeah, trying to stay um, away from the news for that reason nowadays. Yeah, it is it is shocking. Um, but uh, so just the headers. This is a show. <laughs> this is a show on the Bitcoin Podcast Network. Uh, where we aim to bring you headlines from the previous week and in cryptocurrency, um, going all the way back to last weekend, leading up to this Thursday. Um, a lot happens in crypto now. It's not just dudes in forums on the internet anymore. It's global. Bull, bull, bull. Hey, by the way, mm-hmm. do you know where to get exotic meats from? Exotic meats. Yeah, like I'm talking ostrich, emu, alligator, bison. I don't know. Uh, Amazon? I tried, but they only have it like jerky <laughs> form or ground up. They don't actually have like it in steaks or fillets. Ah. Uh, today's yeah. show is brought to you by Exotic Meats. Uh, there, There is no company called Exotic Meats. Oh, okay. Well, thank you for correcting me on that. People there is Exotic Meat Market. Excited. What what's the most before we go into the headlines and waste any more and I just want to waste a little bit more of people's time by asking you what would be the number one exotic meat that you would order uh, that I would like to eat or that yeah. sounds disgusting that you that you want why would you order why would you order something that's disgusting um because <laughs> it's entertaining watching people throw up interesting interesting um, yeah, I mean, why do people watch Fear Factor and like they watch people like eat roaches because it's funny, right? I do not watch Fear Factor because I do not like watching people eat gross things. So I guess that's not my demographic. But oh, okay. I guess I'm not in that demographic. So what about taking that... a dare? What about taking a dare? Like eating like a live squid? Yeah, don't the be... funny thing about that is just don't, and then you <laughs> don't have to. <laughs> then you don't have to eat. You it. need to live your life more on the edge. <laughs> And I will suggest to you that you eat iguana meat. Oh, that probably sounds that sounds tasty. You st- now, stick okay, that whole, you, stick- you're gonna eat coyote meat. Tasty again. I mean, it's probably Damn tough it. because ty- coyotes don't look like they have a lot of fat on them. But you know, I need some coyote jerky. It can't be any more tough than venison. Yeah, you know, what? I've never actually had like a venison steak. I've only had like jerky, like venison jerky. But. uh we we should talk about crypto. Yeah, let's 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 do that. All right. So your first <laughs> your first articles uh, from last weekend, the very first one, written by Kevin Helms, Japan's National Police Installing Crypto Transaction Tracking System. I picked this article because it's scary, right? It's it I don't know, it's just Crypto's getting so weird, but this this article is creepy, so let's read a little bit. The Japanese National Police Agency is reportedly installing a system to track the flow of crypto transactions in order to aid investigations of cryptocurrency-related cybercrime. The system is expected to be limited to major cryptocurrencies, according to local media. So, I don't know. Let's practice silver lining. Silver lining, it forces criminals to use a non-major cryptocurrency, and we get to actually see... An emboldened use case for crypto instead of the one they keep peddling that crypto is for criminals. Hmm. 
Huh? I mean, that's that's a terrible narrative. Like, if if you had any any fraction of a brain, you would just realize that like fiat is used to peddle like influence in the criminal world, right? So it doesn't really matter. Money is money. It's yeah. going to be used for whatever. So you don't you don't need to worry about that. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, do you? To me, it it outlines something that I said years ago that the the that that uh, crime fighters are just gonna have to invent new ways to fight crime because it's not like you can put the genie back in the bottle. The cryptocurrency genie's out, baby, and it ain't going back in. Yeah. Yep. That's why all the countries are like trying to design tools to uh, aid with um, transparency of blockchain transactions and also KYC on mixers. So, mm-hmm. And blockchain forensics, that's going to be a thing. I'm pretty sure somebody is already doing it. They just don't have a title for it yet. Probably. Let's read one quote and then keep it moving. What were you going to say? I think I interrupted you. No, no, no. I was, I was agreeing with you. I was I was agreeing that yeah there are probably people who are doing like um, crypto tracking of transactions but they don't have the title yet. That's very true. They're just under they're on the low is what you call it. That's a slang. So here's a quote: "The special software developed by a private company can extract transaction data needed for investigations. The software can also show information of virtual currency exchange operators, information that is not found in blockchain databases." So they're, wow, they're, they're, they're creating the tools to surveil blockchain activity. Mm-hmm. It's going to suck once, you know, they realize that they're going to have to do good old fashioned detective work and maybe not all the time it's going to be easy for them to track criminals doing criminal like things. Mm-hmm. But anyways, <sighs> speaking of crime, new information heightens Satoshi Nakamoto's <laughs> mystery. <laughs> so Satoshi Nakamoto isn't a criminal. Um, but let, let's see what this has to say. For close to 10 years, many people have been on the hunt for the elusive Satoshi Nakamoto, creator of the decentralized technology called Bitcoin. This year, the voice, the race uh, to find the anonymous character or group of individuals who designed the peer-to-peer electronic cash system has been hotter than ever. It's hot in the streets, baby. It's, it's hot. It's hotter than an Anelli song in 2002. Am I right? Whoa, I don't even remember any of Nelly's it's, songs. It's getting hot in here. Oh it's yeah, that you right. You remember that song? Yeah, I remember that. All right. Just I probably shouldn't have explained that to you. I probably should just let that ride for the audience, but I feel like you were in the dark there. So It definitely was. Okay. So um here's what we know. Ten years worth of Satoshi Nakamoto suspects, dead ends, and now the growing trend of group theories. Uh, okay, let's make this short. There's some people that we think are Satoshi. Hal Finney, he passed away. Nick Zabo, they think is Satoshi. Even some people like Marcello think that Dorian Satoshi Nakamoto, Dorian Nakamoto, is Satoshi. The guy who is like was like a random guy out in California. 
Craig Wright says he's Satoshi. Satoshi says he's Satoshi, but Craig Wright is also kind of fraudulent in the things that he says. So um, there's a new guy. His name is David Kleeman, a suspected member of the Satoshi Nakamoto group. And this is what I'll say because this is the new stuff. He says, uh, August 29th, a man named Phil Hilson written some interesting topics on the origins of Bitcoin, discussed that Tulip Trust on Twitter. Wilson claims to be a member of the Satoshi Nakamoto group and worked with Wright and Kleeman on the project during the Genesis days. This is bad. So people are just taking advantage of the fact that Satoshi Nakamoto is gone to then say, oh, I'm Satoshi Nakamoto. Mm-hmm. Garbage. Um... Do you think Satoshi's important? Nope. Neither do I. I don't think it's important at this point. I think the more time goes on, the less people are going to care. I mean, who in the hell invented the internet? Nobody knows. A lot of different people. Yeah. What's another invention? Like, it's everyone uses, but no one really knows who made it. Like, hmm. Ethernet. There we go. Ethernet. Fleshlights. Pins that you can write upside down. Um, trail mix. No one knows who invented trail mix, but it exists. We can't give that guy credit for it. You know, so. That's all I'm saying. All right. Last article from last weekend, then it's on to you, my friend. This article is by Simon Chandler. It's a Cointelegraph article with 8,895 total views and 677 total shares. Uh, You can listen to this article uh, on Cointelegraph if you want to. Kind of neat. But I'm going to give you the highlights. Hyper-Bitcoinization, how currency crises are driving nations to crypto. This does seem like it's a bit dramatized because I haven't seen Venezuela saying in public like, yeah, we're going to totally adopt Bitcoin because our money sucks. Uh, they, they're trying to tie the Petro to their, I guess, national currency. But So there's some places right now where hyperinflation uh, is taking over. Venezuela is one of them. Iran is another. Dude, the price of a Bitcoin was 24 stacks in Iran this week. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? Yep. Man, talk about some what is it, arbitrage. If you could even what if you get... fly over there, just fly over there, then sell your Bitcoin, then come back to the US, then buy back and then fly back over. You think people are doing that? I think there's at least three people that have done that. I'm definitely not flying to Iran because you know what happens when you get back to the States? They're going to say, we're going to need you to go in that room over there forever. <laughs> that's what happens when you fly to Iran and try and come right back into the country. So, um, that's just how things work. Iran is one of them. Zimbabwe, Turkey. Um, these places are experiencing hyper inflation. And that means that you could basically wipe your ass with their money. And, um, it's unfortunate. I don't think Iran has hyperinflation. Do they? Let's take a look. It's down here in the uh, article. It's another country that's been wrong end of the U.S.-led sanctions in recent years. And like Venezuela, its national currency, the real, is suffering from high inflation. 
although his current rate of 18% doesn't quite match the 82,766% yeah. in Venezuela. Oh my goodness. As recently as this April, the Real's rate of inflation was only 7.9%, yet this jumped to 9.7%, 13.7%, and then 18% in May, June, and July. Much like Venezuela, the Iranian government responded to this uh, precipitous increase by announcing plans in late July for a state-run cryptocurrency. Oh, boy. Eric Voorhees is talking about Turkey's lira plummeting 20%, like we mentioned last um, last show. Mm-hmm. I, it's clear that that government is is flexing, right? We have Shapeshift, which it was in an article, but people just know Shapeshift is now asking for membership. You know, mm-hmm. um, you I think it's opt in, but you give them personal information about yourself so they can have it and know who you are. Which, like, is it that's that to me just clearly says like somebody, some government is knocking on Eric Voorhees' door and they're saying, "Hey, man." Um, we don't like what you're doing. So you're going to have to appease us. Oof. It's getting real out there in the crypto streets. But the thing, I, I don't know. Mm. A lot of these countries trying to make their own crypto. Let's see how it plays. What's that meme? It's like bold move, bold move cotton. Let's see how it works for you. Not sure what meme that is. Oh, it's like uh, it's from the show Dodgeball. It's from the movie Dodgeball. Oh man, I like that that movie. Yeah, that with duck, uh, Will Ferrell. Duck dodge dip. Duck dodge dip something in duck. Anyways, your turn, homie. Monday. All right. So speaking of, no, this has nothing to do with the last article. Google now provides a big data view of the Ethereum blockchain. That's a cool visualization. Um, This article is written by Daniel Palmer, has 941 retweets and 94 Reddit shares. Internet search giant Google has added Ethereum to its big data analytics platform, BigQuery. Making the announcement in a blog post on Saturday, the company said that while an API exists for commonly used functions, such as checking transaction status or wallet balances, it's not so easy to access all of the data stored on the Ethereum blockchain. The post continues to say that, perhaps more importantly, the API doesn't allow for viewing blockchain data, quote, in aggregate. Aiming the new service to provide more of a big data window into Ethereum, Google said, quote, a visualization like this is useful for making business decisions, such as prioritizing improvements to the Ethereum architecture itself. In parentheses, is the system running close to capacity and due for an upgrade? Question mark To balance sheet adjustments, and then in parentheses again, how quickly can a wallet be rebalanced? That was a, that was an issue that Coinbase had a while back, and that's I mean I think we saw when Coinbase was trying to sort out. Um, how they how they managed all the accounts all in like you know either one big wallet or separate wallets 
there were a lot of transactions in the mempool that were backed up because of Coinbase when they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it goes on to say the software system Google has built on its cloud platform does several things. It synchronizes the Ethereum blockchain to computers running Parity, pulls data from the Ethereum ledger on a daily basis, including the results of smart contract transactions, and it, quote, denormalizes and stores data partitioned date partition data to BigQuery for easy and cost-effective exploration. Hmm. Interesting. Is this another thing, way of saying Google just launched some giant Ethereum nodes? Or Google they're, has an Ethereum node? They're backing up the Ethereum Blockchain. ledger mm-hmm. yeah, to search on their own dime versus, like I guess, actually like making contracts to search the actual blockchain they can just do it on their own systems Mm. so google's got their claws in the ethereum blockchain that's so dramatic they might make access cheaper that's what may happen maybe Mm. how does that work they make they make read read they made read um read access cheaper well i mean read read access is free on on it for the contracts, but maybe it's just a faster method of doing it, mm. which is going to be cheaper. So I don't know. We'll see. Here we go. Here's the key thing from the article. Anyone interested in using Google's new service can already query Ethereum's data in Kaggle. <laughs> Next article's yours, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So there is no correlation between last article and this article so i'm just gonna go ahead and read it whoa the former we had now, a streak going with that segue that that is a segue in and of itself just not okay. a all right i'll segue. let it ride right. i'll let it ride former estonian prime minister becomes blockchain startup advisor this article is written by nicholas day mm-hmm. and has 345 retweets and seven reddit shares a former Estonian prime minister has signed on as an advisor to a blockchain startup that wants to encourage people to exercise more. Oh, God, I don't like this article. You didn't even read it yet. You didn't even... I bet you he's going to use crypto to make people exercise. Well, I mean, that's what it says in the very first sentence. Okay, wait. Let me hear. It's called... It's, it's called LYM token, and apparently it's, it's a cryptocurrency startup called Limpo, God, this what a stupid name. And it, it's aiming to incentivize <laughs> exercising and active lifestyles through its token. This is a dumb article. I am skipping this. Okay. Stupid article. Fine. Right. Skipping that stupid article as a segue to this next article. World Bank Bond Blockchain offers key insights. Oh, is this that $72 million? Oh, 79 now million dollar bond. Mm-hmm. Um, cryptocurrency period. Oh, written by Michael J. Casey with 367, 376 retweets and one Reddit share. Michael J. Casey is the chairman of CoinDesk's advisory board and a senior advisor for blockchain research at MIT's Digital Currency Initiative. He goes on to say in the article, cryptocurrency purists often dismiss private blockchains as overly expensive undertakings for projects that are better served with a traditional database. Yet these distributed ledger solutions keep being rolled out by enterprises in various settings, mostly still in experimental phases. 
but increasingly with real money at stake. And while they fall short of the public blockchain ideals of censorship, resistance, and permissionlessness, these contained private experiments are extremely useful to the development of the overall blockchain industry. One example last uh, came last month with a first-of-its-kind blockchain bond issuance by the World Bank. In partnership with the Commonwealth Bank of Australia, the International Development Institution used a private Ethereum blockchain to sell a two-year bond worth 110 million Australian dollars, 79 million US dollars to seven investors. Who were those seven investors? And we we now know from our little shallow dive, the World Bank is actually an institution that's based out of uh, Washington, D.C. in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And so is this like... Are they selling... Are they selling the bond? They're selling it to the investors, but is it a bond for... It, it is a bond for Australian fiat. What the hell? Why would they do that? And who are the investors? That's Those are the real questions that would be interesting to know about instead of this article, which is going to go into some bullshit. And issuance, cost savings <laughs> could be significant. Who cares? Who cares? Wait. Who cares? Who cares? Dude, you know what it feels like, man? This is what crypto is feeling like this year. It's feeling mighty emperor and empire in this bitch. It's feeling mighty emperor Palpatine. Like so That's many what moves. It, yeah, exactly. And I just want to know what's behind it. Like like what's behind like why are why are you pulling that string, Mr. Puppet Master? Because like I can see your your um your puppet, which is all of these banks, all these international like lending institutions. I just want to know why you're doing it though. You know, I want to know the goal. We're never going to know, man. Let's take a look at this. And while this model used a wildly narrowly defined distributed ledger and a proof of authority used a narrowly defined distributed ledger, people at the world bank, the IMF and the UN frequently tell me, I guess this is a quote. They see the longer term advantages of fully permissionless systems once they can handle large-scale capacity with much less price volatility. In the meantime, during this low period of crypto assets in which developers are being encouraged to build, much progress could be made in working with these institutions in these controlled settings. It feels like Emperor Palpatine is getting his greasy paws into like some foundational smart contracts, right? Getting the value into the foundational smart contracts and... Trying to be ahead of the cur of the curve when the greater public starts to get real access to these digital assets, it just feels well, greasy. You know, what it's I mean? a it's a private Ethereum blockchain, right? That's that's what they're using, and it's not even it's it's proof of authority, which is essentially proof of stake. So, whoever whoever these seven individuals are, I'm assuming they were given like X you know percentage of the tokens so that they can. Stake I mean, them. Stake them, yeah, exactly, and have like a vote. Yep. Um and, and that's that's all it is. It's not even using the it's not even using Ethereum. It's it's like a private it's everything it's 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 all private. It's all behind closed doors. You don't know what's going on. Like this is just like an experiment mm -hmm. that they're like what is this for? So when those seven people are ultimately stake those tokens, 
And when you stake a token, you're actually virtually mining, essentially. So they're getting the, the transaction fees and they're getting the rewards for providing the network to stake the, the computational network to to that that's staking and, and securing these private blockchains. Well, I don't even know if those seven people are actually like, I don't know how their blockchain is set up. It It, it could be any number of ways. I feel like every week we get closer and closer to having the billboard full of pins, like you said last week. Like I really we have, that. Like when we have strings going from point to point, and we're like, "Hmm, Pepe Silvia. Who the fuck is Pepe Silvia? <laughs> How deep does this rabbit hole go?" And then like three months from now, I can't even grow a full beard, but I'll have a full beard. I'll just go buy one. Like I bought a mustache. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, we'll we'll see different consensus algorithms pop up, and we're like, proof of, proof of what? Oh no, it's a brand new pin on the bulletin board. We're gonna need another color thread. God, <laughs> it's getting so serious in crypto. Um, okay, so let's read a little bit more of this and then move on to. No, let's just move on, man. This is this is basically the the same article as as last week about the the bond itself. Or not last week, but a month ago. Okay. There's not. There's no added information in that article. Okay. Speaking of no added information, uh, the Philippines are to publish their final ICO regulation, uh, draft of crypto exchange rules within two weeks. Uh, this is an article written by William Suberg of Coin Telegraph, and he basically said this. Um, regulators in the Philippines plan to reveal draft cryptocurrency regulation by the middle of this month. Local media outlet The Manila Times reported Manila Times reported Monday, September third. Um, so uh, you read it in the high, in the headline: the Philippines are publishing ICO regulations. So um, the Philippines kind of create, right down uh, at the bottom of the article. What about it? They're trying to create like a uh, crypto uh -huh. valley. Yeah. Yeah. Are those cicadas coming from? That's you, man. That's me? Yep. Oh, wow. We're actually recording this podcast in the wilderness of Texas. <laughs> <laughs> those are really loud. Are you serious? Yeah, man. It's the stupidest insect in the world. <laughs> it comes alive and it screams until it dies. I think Holy like crap. it screams as loud as it can and then the female's like oh i heard you screaming uh yes you can buy me a drink and then they get it on and then they die and that's cicadas cicada 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 canada cicada canada are not <laughs> i think it's cicada you say cicada 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 okay well it's definitely spelled like it could be cicada that one just died because it stopped screaming. So, um, <laughs> <Just died. laughs> so let's go on. Uh, this is this is this article. Oh, it came back. It a went bit. up. Yeah, it did the the I public bank of uh, the public bank of China PBOC backed blockchain trade finance platform enters its test phase. That's a mouthful. What's what's going on with China? Like they're banning things, they're building things, they're watching things. They're, I don't know. Ban while while they build. Ban that's illegal for you, but we're gonna build it. 
That's China in a nutshell. A blockchain trade finance platform spearheaded by China's central bank has entered the testing phase ahead of an official rollout. According to a report from 21st Century Business Herald on Tuesday, the first phase of the so-called Bay Area trade finance blockchain platform is already deployed across financial institutions in the southern city of Shenzhen and is currently undergoing final trials. The Bay Area in southern China is an economic development zone consisting of major cities along the Pearl River and the special um, administrative regions of Hong Kong and Macau. 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 The trade finance project was jointly pushed through and coordinated by the Digital Currency Research Lab of the People's Bank of China and the central bank's Shenzhen branch, the property indicates. Major commercial banks in the country included the Bank of China, the Bank of Communications, the Bank of Communications? How does that even make sense? How does communications need a bank? I have no idea. Dude, we're going to need a bulletin board. This is extreme. China Merchants Bank, Ping An Bank, and Standard Chartered, which I'm assuming is a charter bank, Ooh. also participated and assisted with the development of this platform. Hmm. It feels like Bitcoin's going to stand alone as like the only decentralized distributed cryptocurrency blockchain. Everyone else is just trying to make their own thing so they can have utmost control. Some people are relinquishing control. There's different varies of control, but the one that stands alone is going to be Bitcoin. Man, it is loud in this neighborhood right now. Jeez. Is that a dog? Yeah, that was a dog. I guess he got mad at the cicadas. Jeez. Okay. I'm done with Tuesday. I know we have one more Tuesday. Yeah, this article, Smart Banking. The smart banking ecosystem is to shield consumers from volatility in cryptocurrency prices. So this looks like it's featured, but let's take a look. A new smart banking ecosystem based on blockchain technology is offering an all-in-one platform for managing cryptos, fiat money, and stocks, and hopes to make crypto payments practical and widespread. Plotio believes that eventually all financial assets are going to be tokenized and run on blockchains, completely transforming the international financial system. However, the company says progress has been slowed because some cryptocurrency features are making businesses and consumers anxious. This platform is going to provide so this is clearly it's a, a sponsorship. Feature. Yeah, I don't yeah. I wouldn't read it. It's dumb. Yeah. They should have right. a sticker on here that says like oh, they do. It's in the bottom right corner, and it's very small. Your turn. Here? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, oh, you put a, you got a duplicate article for the beginning of Wednesday. Move it. People's Bank of China. Okay, so going to the next one. India by Helen Parts. Crypto markets see sharp decline as total market cap drops $12 billion in one hour. 53,233 total views, 294 shares. Wednesday, September 5th, crypto markets have suffered a sharp decline within one hour with total market cap down $12 billion in almost all of the top 100 coins by market cap in red, according to CoinMarketCap. Major cryptocurrency Bitcoin has again dipped below the 7,000 point today. Uh, according to Cointelegraph's BTC price index, Bitcoin is down around 5% over the last 
24 hours, trading at around $6,996 at press time. Digital, digital currency is hardly holding monthly gains, while weekly losses have amounted to around 1% by press time. And it only went down further. This is like an article about the price, and then it's all... Yeah, I threw it in there. I thought you would love it. I threw it a price article because I know you love talking about the price. Yeah, I know. You're so considerate. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the price is back in the dumps, guys. It hit like 7300 and then it just like dropped 10% and then dropped a little bit more the next day. So, uh, bona fide bear market. You know what I did know? I was having a bidet thought. And when we started the network podcast, we were like at the bottom like just before we bottomed out in a bear market. And this is the second one now that we're experiencing. Um, these oh, things are grueling. Yeah, bear market. Huh? Said, oh, yeah, bear market. Oh, yeah, bear market. Bear market, a- bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone has felt your enthusiasm throughout the weeks. Like, God, can this be over yet? Are we just gonna- Can we bottom <laughs> out and, like, get some great news? Um, but... Uh, Unfortunately, these are the breaks. Break it up, break it up, break it up. Um, should we take a moment and reflect on the bear market? Like a moment of silence? Mm, no, it's all good. Okay. Your next article is another duplicate, by the way. That's not true. Yeah. New, new crypto markets see sharp decline as total market cap drops $12 billion. No, Coinbase to offer new crypto trading pairs for British pounds. Uh, No, Wednesday. Look at Wednesday, third article. Yeah, I thought you just read that about the oh, Trump decline. I thought I did the uh, second article. You did. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. Okay. Major Indian Bitcoin exchange discusses the aftermath of RBI ban. What is, is RBI? Oh, the, okay. The Reserve RBI Bank is India. like the, yeah. Uh, written by Kevin Helms with 2,954 eyeballs on this one. It's been about two months since the crypto banking ban by the Reserve Bank of India by the it's been two months since the crypto banking ban by the Reserve Bank of India went into effect. What is that? Okay, anyway. News.bitcoin.com. <laughs> right, Sathavik. I'm having a minor stroke here. Don't worry. Uh, Sathavik Vishwanath, CEO and co-founder of Indian exchange UnoCoin to discuss the aftermath of the central bank's ban. The RBI issued a circular on April 6, banning all financial institutions under its control from providing services to crypto businesses. The central bank gave banks three months to exit any existing relationships with companies dealing with cryptocurrencies. A number of industry participants have filed petitions with the country's Supreme Court against the ban. The court is set to hear them all on September 11. Mm, That's like five days from now. Five days from now, it's going down in India, baby. Here's a quote. India's biggest crypto population is not ready for the crypto-to-crypto trading. There's a bigger percentage of users who just buy Bitcoin as an investment than trying to earn money through short-term trading. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. Interesting. Meanwhile, another major India exchange, ZPay, has announced that on September 4th that it will return users Indian rupees on deposit at the exchange, citing the RBI ban 
Uh, we've been distressed at the raw deal crypto traders are getting in India as a result of the banking problems. ZPay will begin the refund process on September 5th. While it is not possible for us to speak on behalf of our banks, we intend to return your money to you as soon as possible. This could be tied in with the price. If they're having to sell off a bunch of Bitcoin and give people their their uh, money back, you know, India, that's a large population of people. If even a small percentage of those people were buying Bitcoin to hold it and now it's got to be sold to give them their money back. Well, you know, that could be that. So mm, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I like to speculate. Yeah, I really just want the bulletin board, though. Yeah, man, I really I think we should start the bulletin board and like take a one week snapshots of our face and yeah. just to make sure we don't like we go completely insane while we're trying to figure out what the hell is going on <laughs> in crypto. <laughs> it's five weeks later, we're like, we found a name. <laughs> Jessica Stratton. <laughs> Who's Jessica Stratton? Anyways, <laughs> moving on. Moving on to Thursday. Uh, as you know, we don't do Friday's news. That's on you. Um, Coinbase is to offer new crypto trading pairs for the British pounds. So this is Coinbase being Coinbase. Uh, cryptocurrency exchange Coinbase has announced it will begin rolling out new order book trading pairs for their pound. Let's see what they are. Um, does it even say? Okay. The order book exchange will offer trading services for the pound against Ether, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum Classic, Ether Classic, and Litecoin in addition to the current sole offering uh, Bitcoin to pounds. Um, so um, it looks like in Europe, or at least in Great Britain, um, you can you can start to buy more digital assets than just Bitcoin using Coinbase. Mm. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Cool. Speaking of public blockchains, how to make public blockchains safe for enterprise use that those helmets look like is that france or is that a dutch flag orange white uh, and blue it's not france so i think it's, it's not france orange white and blue i, I think know, it's dutch i mean it's france's flag in reverse oh yeah it's the netherlands but tilted it rotated 90 degrees counterclockwise Interesting. Anyways, I don't know why I got caught up on that image. This this is written by Paul Brody. It has 177 retweets and six Reddit numbers. Uh, Paul Brody is EY's global innovation leader for blockchain. I don't know what EY is, but that's what he is. Ernst At the beginning, Young. huh? Ernst and Young. Oh, Ernst and Young. Oh wow, we got an Ernst and Young alum in the house here. Uh, and aren't they one of the big four accounting firms? They're the big two, or big, big two. three. Oh, shit. Yep. Paul Brody's a big swinger. At the beginning of this year, I wrote a column predicting the companies would find the allure of public blockchains irresistible. While a world of private blockchains provides many enterprises, regulators, and central banks with the comfort that there are accountable centralized entities involved, these permissioned networks will never match the innovation or network effects that public permissionless networks offer. If the world of enterprise commerce remains committed to private networks, then they will have only substituted one intermediary uh, 
for another. The first intermediary being financial institutions, for another being software companies and hosting organizations. However, it is possible and essential to bring these two worlds together and to do so on public permissionless and decentralized networks. In order for public networks to deliver on their promise, two key things must happen. First, regulators must provide a clear set of rules around how tokens, assets, smart contracts that exist on a public blockchain will be assessed. And second, companies must implement these regulatory rules in the decentralized environment of public networks. Okay. Two very, very tough things to do, but eh, we'll just do it. No big deal. The first of those is often running. Regulators in the U.S., Europe, and around the world are defining what is an asset, a currency, or a security. Uh, it shouldn't be expected that all regulators will come to precisely the same conclusions, but it does look like some early convergence is taking place. Utility settlement coins are being characterized as securities, while cryptocurrencies are being treated more like currencies or assets. Whew, man. We still have so far to go, man. Do you, wanna, do you really want to get that bulletin board? No, I was just kidding. Oh, okay. I think it would be so fun, though, if we like kept a weekly... <laughs> just a just weekly thread. I'm sure that they have that here. Digital bulletin board. These are going to be ads, 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 ads. Hoot board. What's a hoot board? Hoot board. I suppose we could, like... Well, remember that whiteboard software that we were using at the beginning of the year? Oh, yeah, yeah. We totally what if we could just there. build it? If we could just like put pins in there and then we have lines that are threads and then... Anyways, I'm going I'm going on a tangent. Uh, Jesse and I are starting to get lost in the shuffle as to <laughs> what exactly is going on in the world of private blockchains, um, different consensus algorithms. I don't know. It just feels like it's a lot now. I don't know. Um, here's another article. Do you the think Anderson ar- Cooper has a bulletin board? I think Anderson Cooper has three bulletin boards. Whoa, three. Yeah, okay. one for his guests, one for guests that he's trying to lock down, and then one for where he's going to go, like where he's going to travel to that mm. year. Real simple, you know, like just a... You know, I want to go to Europe. I want to go to, you know, Asia. I want to go to Africa. Just a, just a, like a dream board. Anderson Cooper's dream board. Mm. I answered that way too confidently. Um, so, <laughs> the next article, the last article, uh, until you get to your zero confirmation news, is uh, by Anna Berman. She's faceless, but she submits articles to Cointelegraph. Uh, Jack Dorsey, uh, Twitter is considering the untapped potential of blockchain. So um, that's a strange graphic. It's got an ogre tweeting. Um, Interesting. Uh, Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey testified before. Can I get a name? Testified. He testified before a congressional committee Wednesday. September I thought you were going to say, can I get an amen? I was going to say, can I get an amen? But I wanted to be courteous to the people that may not be Christian. And I don't I'm not know Christian. what Buddhist I, I was going to still say it because it's funny. Okay. Can I get an amen? Amen. Test. 
Why did you say it like that? I feel like, <laughs> it's like really... <laughs> that's, that's, that's really coloring a whole swath of people listening to this. Oh, okay. Um, jeez, you Jesse. said it like that. I just imitated your same accent. I don't think you did. I feel like, <laughs> I, feel like I had a pretty accurate <laughs> do it again, accent. Do it again. Do it again. All right. Can I get he? No way. He testified. Can I get an amen? Amen. Oh, it got worse. It got worse. So let's just keep it moving. I hope the cicadas start yelling again and they overshadow that terribly characterized accent that you just gave us. Jeez. Oh. So Jack Dorsey testifies before a congressional committee on Wednesday, September 5th, that the company is exploring blockchain tech for potential applications. So everyone's exploring. Everyone's flirting with blockchain these days. Blockchain is that, uh, that girl, that, that, well, it doesn't have to be a girl. It could be a girl or a guy in high school. You know, gets around. Everybody's talking to him or her. Uh, you've heard the stories. Seven minutes in heaven. <laughs> so Bitcoin is a hoe? Blockchain is a hoe? Damn, you are straight. You cut straight to the mustard, Jesse. That's why I like you. Uh, blockchain is tech, the technological hoe right now <laughs> of the world. <laughs> I, like conversations are happening like hey man i heard i heard blockchain was hanging out with uh reddit last week and uh from what i heard uh things could have gotten messy if you know what i'm saying is that how you um is that how you gossip too jesse because that's how i gossip that's exactly how i gossip I actually went to the bank and gossiped with them about them. I was like, hey, I heard, uh, what's this, Bank of America? I heard you guys are getting a new patent on a cryptocurrency payment system. You guys flirt with blockchain? You guys flirt with blockchain? No. It's smooth when I talk gossip. No, we're not flirting with blockchain. Jeez, man. You cannot do different characters whatsoever. I want to see a puppet show by you, Jesse. Where the characters I'd be the best. The worst <laughs> accents. I want, you know what? I would pay to watch you audition for children's shows like Teletubby. And they're just like, what? What voice is that supposed to be? What? You're like, well, you asked for a dragon, and I just gave you a dragon. Like, get, get out. <laughs> Sorry. Let's keep talking about Twitter. Dorsey answered questions during a hearing on Twitter transparency and accountability held in the U.S. House Committee on Energy and Commerce. Why the hell is the Committee on Energy and Commerce talking to Twitter? This, huh, we need the bulletin board, man. Doris Matsui, a representative from California, asked Twitter CEO about what potential applications blockchain technology might have for the company. And Dorsey answered that blockchain could be used to fight misinformation and scams. Oh, that's actually kind of true, but you've got to worry about the source that's posting something to a blockchain. There's already a poet has a blockchain where you can basically, I guess I want to use the word initialize your article or whatever on the poet blockchain or your meme or your GIF. And so that way you can trace the originality of it, you know? So, I mean, he's not wrong. Here's a quote from Dorsey. Blockchain is uh, one that I think has a lot of untapped potential, specifically around distributed trust and distributed enforcement, potentially. We haven't gone as deep as we'd like, 
just yet and understanding how we might apply this tech to the problems we're facing at Twitter, but we do have people within the company thinking about it today. Did they, uh, did you see that, uh, what's his name? Alex, uh, Alex Trebek Jones. Oh, Alex Trebek. Alex Jones. Alex Jones. He got banned from Twitter. Yeah, it's really funny. Right after Twitter was like, yeah, we're not going to ban him. He hasn't done anything wrong. And then three weeks later, they're like, yeah, we're going to ban that fucker. He's oh, because apparently he was flaming somebody that works with Twitter, I think, or works at Twitter. Or no, he flamed somebody at CNN or something like that. When you say flame, or you mean throwing shade? I'm not really up yeah, to my yeah. new lingo. Yeah, yeah, he was throwing shade. Okay. Um, and for those of you that don't know what throwing shade mean, it means talking trash and if you don't know what talking trash means it means insulting publicly yep yep so that's what he got banned for that's what the kids are saying nowadays throwing flames no flames is like when i was in middle school or high school oh my god really yeah wow i don't even know what kids are saying nowadays i think it's like if something's cool, they just say it's spicy. Or if it's what? not cool, then yeah. Have you ever have you ever heard that? Like, oh, that's spicy. I'm so far out of touch. No, I'm I'm so gone. I'm so far gone. God, it's like a bag of flaming hot Cheetos. <laughs> that shit is more spicy than Flamas tacos from Taco Bell, baby. Wait, what are those? Oh, really? Flamas tacos? Yeah, so you know like uh, Flamas chips? No, I don't know Flamas chips. Oh my god, that's a thing? Wait, what? Yeah, man, I just blew your shit open. You need to go to Taco Bell right now and get yourself two. What are Flamas chips, though? Flamas chips is like the little, uh, what do they call them? Hot Cheetos and Takis? The Takis is flavored like Flamas, which is just like a spicy seasoning. That's so cool. you go to Taco Bell and you get a Flamas, uh, Doritos Locos Flamas Taco. That's cool. Yeah, man. The thing is, is you got to eat it immediately because it gets insta soggy. And so yeah. if you go and you get it and you bring it home, you're basically just eating a soggy taco, which although yeah. sounds delicious for you freaks in the audience, is actually not very tasty as a food item. So, you know, they can always fix it by doing, um, the seasoned taco shells inside of the Supreme, the Crunchwrap Supremes. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, fe- I feel like if they're in a, crun- a Crunchwrap Supreme and then the hard shell goes soggy, like it doesn't, it doesn't hit you as hard as like when your crunchy taco that has no soft taco on the outside gets soggy. Then it's just like, oh, this feels bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see what you're that saying. It's so almost good, like though. the soft taco on the outside is a buffer for the inevitable sogginess of a hard taco shell. It's like a, it's like, Somebody who breaks up with you and then they say it's going to be okay and they try and be there for you. Mm. And then so you're like, you're basically like, oh, like, stop. Be a hard taco or be a soft taco, but don't be both. But then they're still there for you as the soft taco and you're like, okay, I guess this could be all right. But then deep down, you know, you just wanted the hard shell taco. (laughs) That is something that I do hate when, when people go on Taco Bell adventures and they're like what do you want and you're like i want hard tacos and they come back and they toss you that warm soggy wrapper of a soft taco and you're like what the fuck i wanted a hard taco but yeah man what we just learned is that eventually the hard taco becomes soft 
So we yeah. So we're all hard tacos in life. We're all hard tacos. All become soft. (laughs) We're all hard tacos. Looking to be wrapped in a soft taco with some cheese in between. So uh, that's we got what we learned today from today's just the headers is that we need a bulletin board so we don't feel like there's this never ending loop of tangential connections in crypto and blockchain. And uh, we should probably be on uh, Taco Bell's product mapping team. (laughs) We had a lot of contingent things to say about. Um, Taco Bell. Before we wrap up, Jesse, what's your favorite Taco Bell item? Go. Crunchwrap Supreme or five layer beefy bean burrito. That was so fast. I'm impressed with you. Mine is Doritos Locos Flamas Taco. And here's the thing you don't hear every day soft potato, soft crunchy potato taco off of the 99 cent menu. I've never had that one. Oh, go and get it, my friend. They take a soft taco, shredded lettuce, sour cream, crunchy potatoes, and then they give it to you. What do you mean crunchy potatoes? Like French fries? Like uh like the little Or like chips. Like no, like French fries. Like the, the potatoes that you get at breakfast, like the little squares. Hash browns? Uh, uh they're like they're not hash browns. They're uh what are they? No, like when you go to uh when you go to uh I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Um What's it called? Just, cracker think, barrel. I've never been a cracker bar- barrel. You're not missing anything. Except for the syrup is bomb. But like what, there's what like those a potatoes called potatoes. They're just called crispy potatoes, crispy breakfast potatoes. Cut put... up in squares. No, dude, it's, it, there's a name. There's a name, and I will find out what's what it's called. I'm sitting here looking at it right now. I just Googled uh-huh. crispy potatoes, a bunch of recipes for how to make crispy potatoes. Here, I'll like send you the fry, fry, Fried cubed potatoes. Audience, we need you to decide this for us. I used to love this when I was young. Pan-fried cubed potatoes. You can offer to the Slack and help Jesse resolve his confusion around uh, a crispy potato because he refused to believe that you could just call a crispy potato a crispy potato. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty good. I like that. I didn't know you could just call it crispy because everything has like a name, like like potatoes au gratin and like waffle <laughs> what? fries what and like French, shut up. So we're gonna move past the terrible accent. Potatoes, au gratin. Oh, and then there's like a French twist to it. Like it's not au gratin. You're just putting vowels together. What? It's au literally gratin. like this: potatoes, au, au gratin, gratin, or potatoes, potatoes Julian, potatoes au gratin. Yeah, seriously, that's how it sounds like. Graton, or graton, graton. Oh, I used to say all gratin, but I'm an uncultured southerner, so. You swine. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, guys, we've been done for a while, so if you want to turn this off, you can, or you can hang out. Uh, Let's see. Oh, um, shit. Join the Slack. Uh, People join it. People talk to us. Um, They talk and they disappear. I don't know. It feels like a giant dance party where like three people love the fact that the electric slide is on, but like 40 are on the wall watching them do the electric slide. Um, lately, um, it gets really hype when the price is going up. When the price goes down, everyone's like, man, fuck this shit. I'm out. Um, <laughs> that's pretty much exactly how it goes. Um, we're still there. I'm there. Um, 
this is a plug for Jesse. If you go on Twitch and you search the Mexican Filipinos, you'll find the Mexican Filipino, which is Jesse playing games. Tell him, Jesse. Tell him about it. Yeah, man. Uh, launched a Twitch stream channel, and I've been uh, streaming basically every night, like at 10 p.m. And I'm just trying to grind out affiliate and do some fun stuff on there. Uh, maybe some eating um, streams where we hopefully D and I uh, we can eat some gross stuff or eat some interesting things for you guys while playing some cool video games and giving you some background. Tons of crispy potatoes. Au gratin. <laughs> au gratin. Thank you. <laughs> My potatoes are julienne and au gratin with cheesy sauce. Um, never mind. Uh, it's fun, man. I got on there and uh, played a little battle right, which is something I'd never played before. That was fun. That was insane. Yeah, he's actually pretty skilled at it without even trying. It's got potential. Lots of I, raw uh, talent. I, I try. You know, I, try. I played a lot of games as a kid. Um, well, that's it, guys. Thanks for tuning in to another week of Just the Headers. Um, we're going to keep bringing you the headlines because there's a ton of them. And as long as we kind of curate some of them, you get a taste of what's going on in crypto, which is a lot. If somebody wants to send us a bulletin board, we will use it and we will find Pepe Silvia. We will find Jessica Stratton and we will figure out who's pulling these threads. All right, Jesse, leaves them with the outro. Uh, what's the outro? Same bat time, same bat channel.